Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hour number two of a three-hour edition of Oilers Now today. Bob Stoffer live at Rogers Place. The Evans Oilers looking to even up their opening round playoff series with the Los Angeles Kings. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. That is Ashley Fine Floors. Guests on Oilers Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite, Teppanyaki Steak Restaurant. You can come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. As we head off to the aforementioned River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, Brian Lawton. For friends at Wow Factor Desserts, Colin Ruddle and the gang, you can help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location. That's 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click on wowfactordesserts.com. Creamsicle cheesecake, that's all I'm going to say. All right, without further ado. Uh, we welcome back to the show. I don't think a, a guy that, uh, you know, he's still in real great shape. I don't know how much of a sweet tooth he has. Uh, some say he's brought a little bit of spice over the years on his appearances on our show. But Wild Factor Desserts wanted to hear Brian Lawton every week. He thought Oilers fans need to hear the musings of the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started Octagon's player agency, did a lot of media work, and is now in the consulting business. That's all we can say at this time. We welcome back to the show Brian Lawton. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and and I am completely unself-aware that I've ever brought any spice to your show. I thought I'd just tell the truth. You do? No, no, that's good when you tell the truth. Some would say we need a bit more of that, so, uh, and and be a true sayer. Uh, And you are in the consulting business. Uh, I think you're, are you in Los Angeles right now? I am in Los Angeles right now, that's correct. Uh, Please say hi to Orrin for me, okay? I most certainly will. Uh, I think that speaks a lot about your tenure as a member of the Lightning Management staff that you've retained the friendship with Orrin Coolis. Uh, and, and maybe you can educate our listeners on uh, how prodigious of a talent Orrin is in terms of uh, referencing Hollywood and some of the unique things that he's been involved with over the years. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know a lot about Oren. They knew he came from Hollywood. He's actually from Chicago. He played junior hockey way back when in the West. That's where his love from hockey comes from. He grew up playing in Chicago, went to the Western Hockey League, and was really an accomplished player way back when. Uh, Had a couple of stints in terms of with the Blackhawks in training camp. Eventually figured out he was better in business than he was in hockey, and he was a damn good hockey player, so that's saying a lot. Uh, Went on, created the Saw franchise, was an executive producer for Two and a Half Men, just really sharp sharp business person, and uh, absolutely killing it now in Hollywood again. A lot of big news coming out for him and his company that people will be reading about in the next couple weeks, I'd say, at the most. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, All right, I know you want to watch game one of the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings. What did you think? Uh, You know what? That one hurt a bit, only in the sense that they deserve to win that game. But that's going to happen in the playoffs. It happens every year to every good team. I thought they really dominated. 
I would have thought the outcome would have been different. That is hockey. You can play really good some nights and not get what you deserve. I I felt like they played really good. Uh, It's easy for fans to quickly surmise, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? But it's not uncommon, particularly in the first round, as you look at some of the other series. When you start fresh again and everybody's level, I always feel it helps the underdogs in a series. We saw some of that, certainly with Tampa. Rangers came out, looked great. Winnipeg, Bob, you and I talked about it. I saw him play the Wild less than ten games yep. ten days ago, and I couldn't. I, I was blown away about how well Winnipeg is playing right now. So, not necessarily surprised there. But when I look at Edmonton, um, if they do the same thing that they did in Game One, they're going to get a much more favorable outcome. I wasn't. You're always bummed out that you lose, but you got to keep perspective as to the process, where you're at as a team, what things you're doing well, and what things you're not. And I thought they did a lot of things really well, even in a loss. Yeah, they took too many penalties. Uh, now, as it turned out, they got the two power plays early that gave them the 2 nothing goal on the 5-on-3. And then, you know, the marbles kind of balanced a bit L.A.'s way. They got six on the next seven power plays. I think Edmonton deserved a bunch of them. I, I, Timo Solani made a comment saying you, you can't call that penalty in a playoff game, let alone in an overtime in a playoff game in terms of the uh, the play with DeHarnay. It's, it's, to me, it's a bit of a loser's lament. But what did you think of the actual decision to award L.A. a power play in that situation? I thought it was a very favorable outcome for them. Um, but when you're playing, coaching, managing, whatever it is, everybody accepts that there is some randomness in this. The NHL is trying desperately to always get it 100% right. They do a hell of a job. That one you could certainly question as maybe another call or two in that game. Uh, but as a player, you just can't get hung up on that stuff, Bob. you got to just play. Yes. And uh, Edmonton, Edmonton did enough to win that game. Um, it should have been over by that point, to be honest with you. It wasn't. That's hockey. That's why we play the games. That's why we don't just award the series for the teams that had a better regular season. And quite frankly, that's what make it, makes it interesting. You have to really dig deep down not to lose your mind emotionally when you're involved in these deals. And that'll be the task for Jay and his players uh, for Ken Holland and his management staff. And Ken's not going to panic. He's seen it all. But, um, yeah, it was a really unfortunate outcome for them. I'm not concerned at all, but ask me after game two. Because now L.A. does have at least a belief that they can win some games in this series and maybe even this series. Brian, now you played the old Chuck Norris division when you broke into the NHL. I'm just trying to think. You were in the 83 draft. Geez, who who did Minnesota end up playing in round three that year in the Stanley Cup playoffs? <laughs> I remember it well, the Edmonton Oilers, and we got swept by the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, it was a different world back then. I would say our team deep down did not believe that we could beat Edmonton, and we had a couple chances to win games in that series, and I felt like we really gave them away, I think particularly in the last game. We were down 3 nothing, at a decent-sized lead going into the third period and just completely folded. That happens to teams. We had a lot of things to work on. As the team couldn't get it done, 
and uh, Edmonton was magnificent at that time, as everybody knows. Uh, you did not play every playoff game that year. And I'm just thinking, was was Bill Mahoney, was, I think you mentioned this before, Bill Mahoney was your head coach your rookie year? Yes, that is correct. And were you, uh, were you dealing with an injury, or did he, were you in and out of the I lineup? Was injured. I was injured and then in and out of the lineup. Okay. You guys but I did play I did play that last game in particular and you know, it was uh it was eye opening. That was my first playoff series ever, just right from the start, and it was eye opening at the level that the games get raised to in the playoffs. Everybody always talks about it, but <laughs> when you're a player and you've played you know, I'd played fifty something games that year, I had blown my knee out, missed quite a bit of time, hurt my shoulder actually too. Um when you get to the playoffs after even playing 50 games, you can't believe how different it is. Just the speed, the pace, and everybody hits and everybody blocks shots? The speed, certainly the intensity is what blows you away. It's a you know, regular NHL game, certainly when you're an 18-year-old player, are intense from whatever league you came from. Yeah. For me, it was high school. For a lot of players, it's junior Europe. It doesn't matter. But when you get to the playoffs, you just it's almost unfathomable how much higher the level is. We had Ken Holland on the show on Monday, and I asked him about the fact uh, Bouchard's an RFA, McLeod's an RFA, Costin's an RFA, uh, Bukestead and Ryan are UFAs. And Ken said, look, we're not negotiating this stuff right now. You can maybe, you know, it, it, the work the work gets done after the season's over. You you've been in both chairs. You've been both. Well, you've been the player. You've been the agent because <laughs> you started Octagon's player agency, and you've also been the GM. When you were an agent, did you ever negotiate a deal for an extension for a player through the course of the playoffs? I cannot remember ever doing it during the playoffs, but I can remember doing it right prior and right after. Once you get to the playoffs, it's kind of sacred. I never wanted to push it because I felt it was inappropriate as an agent. I never wanted to do it. Um, We didn't have the opportunity when I was in Tampa to do it as a GM, but I I, I just never would have felt great about that. You want to, it's so sacred when you get to the playoffs. It's the one beautiful thing about the NHL. Is uh, it's it's all for one and one for all when you get to the playoffs. You try to put everything behind you, and the people that can say that with conviction, and that's the challenge for the Edmonton Oilers. Can they say that with conviction? They're a young team. Have they come together and grown enough to have that mentality to go on a really deep playoff run? We saw last year how far they got. I'm sure they'd like to take it farther. Um, but negotiating at this time, Ken's not. Ken's not lying about anything he's saying. You certainly will have some thoughts about it as a GM. Certainly the agents are, but it's 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 kind of like almost a, a, a purgatory. You're just stuck right there for now, and you're waiting to see what happens. All right, Brian. Uh, so you, you said you're quite happy, or you're, you're fine with Edmonton's performance, and you know that maybe you win that game more it's often. Good discipline. Yeah. yeah, you're correct on the discipline, Bob, but they know that. They yeah. know what they need to do and, and can't do against a team like L.A., who they should be, but uh, it's just not that easy. And well, L.A. did essentially what they've done all year, Bob. That's the way they've played. Yeah. You know, their, their, their D weren't spectacular in terms of making incredible plays, and yet 
you know, they, they were flawless in a lot of ways in terms of just making the right play. Not pretty, but it's really effective, and I think Todd has done an excellent job with that team. He's a good coach. All right, I'm going to switch focus to the, the team that you drafted two of their best players for, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Maple Leafs, because I'm going to hazard a guess that you're not quite as confident about Toronto's performance after what we saw last night than maybe what you saw out of Edmonton, because you're basically saying Edmonton played a pretty good game, lacking some discipline. The Leafs, I mean, the, I was uh, I was sitting with, uh, you remember Joffrey Lupel played for the Leafs, and I was sitting with Craig at an established last night with a little bit of a, uh, you know, a bunch of other fellows in a, in a pool that we've been in for decades. And just the 3 nothing down right away at the end of the first period, the goals in the final minute, the end of the first and the end of the second. And those, there's your Tampa guys, even though Hedman didn't finish the game, but Stamkos and those guys know how to win on Tampa. And do, do the Leafs look like last night a team that maybe doesn't know how to win? They did. They looked like a team that maybe thought they, you know, they had by far the better season. Tampa really struggled at times, and yet uh, they came out and, and put up a really good game. I do think that series is not going to be a sweep by Tampa, and they're going to run over the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are going to need to play a lot better. They're yeah. going to play a lot better. But uh, I, I was actually, for the first time, starting to lean towards Toronto as being the favorite, even though their season was better and everything because, you know, there were some troubles for Tampa. But as we saw last night, you know, they just have such confidence. When when you have, in my opinion, the best goaltender in the world, Vasilevsky, it's pretty uh, confident building for your group. You can look back there and know that that guy's going to get the job done, and then you can just keep going right around the room. Grizzled veterans uh, group that – has proven they can get it done. Uh, I wouldn't quite write the Tampa Bay Lightning off just yet. And Toronto got a full dose of that last night. I'm sure they were shocked. Uh, nobody came to the rink on their side thinking, I think we could get booed off the ice today. Right. Fellas. No, they had the highest They had the highest of expectations. It didn't work out. It's one game. When you lose one game closely, like Edmund and Tid did, or badly, like Toronto did, when you come to the next game, you're only down one. If they can take that mentality, I think they still have a chance to, to right the ship quickly and uh, make this a hell of a series. Brian, uh, you know, Michael Bunting, he's had a good offensive season, but he, he, he a lot comes his way. He brings a lot. Of, I mean, let's face it, he's an agitator out there. Uh, hasn't necessarily backed it up a lot. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a decent payday. Did you ever play? I'm just trying to think of who in Minnesota. I don't recall you guys kind of having a, a guy that stirred the – did you have anybody like that during the course of your NHL career who <laughs> maybe sometimes brought some unnecessary and unwarranted attention on some of your other players because of how he played? Yeah, uh, no, nobody exactly like that, but we had plenty of guys that had that element in their game. Dino Cicerelli, Keith Acton, who, of course, played Edmonton. Um, Dino was really good at it, but he was such a high-level player yeah. that um, you know he got he probably got more respect than Michael Bunting does. Although Dino was a feisty guy, and Keith Acton, he was more like Kenny Lindsman in his days with the Flyers in Edmonton. That uh, you know that was their job twenty-four-seven. They were kind of a little bit more out of control versions of Dino. Quite frankly, he doesn't have quite that edge that those guys did. But uh, yes, I've seen it in Bunting's case. 
I, you just have to label that as frustration, not even trying to agitate. I'd say he was probably pretty frustrated when he ran over Chernak, which looked like a pretty, obviously it was a penalty, whether it's not suspendable. Um, the NHL Department of Player Safety will let us know on that. Any surprise at how physical Minnesota was with Dallas? Uh, obviously, you saw the dumb I hit on Pavelski. No surprise for me. That's been in Minnesota's DNA all year long. Um, yeah, they just brought in a lot of depth at the 11th hour. The, the only criticism I've ever had from Edmonton is I think when you get into these playoff series, they may have an injured player now already. Yeah, yeah, uh, you Mark. Need to have, yeah. Yeah, you need to have depth through your bottom six. And uh, Minnesota did a great job of addressing that. Their centers are not great. Most people, you know, really can't tell you who their top three centers are. Uh, Joel Erickson Eck is out. He's their best. That should be doomed for them. And, and yet they threw a really great game at a Dallas team that's good. They got a good goaltending performance from Ottinger, but they showed a lot of resilience. Uh, Minnesota is probably the most consistent team in the league in terms of how they play. 100%. They very rarely have bad, yeah, they very rarely have these nights where they're just so far off. That's what drew me when Winnipeg, even though that was a close game on the scoreboard, Winnipeg really took it to them. Winnipeg's, a, Winnipeg's an emotional team. They have been for, when they're on, and they're, and of course it's always buoyed by the they got they got one of the best goalies in the world, Connor Hellebuck. He's two time yeah. President Trophy winner. He backstops them, but they are a team. When they're crappy, they're crappy for seven or eight games in a row, and then when they're good, they're like that's the way they've been. And uh, and Minnesota, you can tell Dean Evison played for the late Bill LaForge. You can tell because that <laughs> team is they are tough. They're tough. They're tough. Yeah, they're tough. And 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 I love Dean. I played with Dean on two different teams. He's a terrific human being and a terrific coach. Um, Deep down, he's a hard-nosed guy, and his team has definitely uh, taken his attitude to another level. They weren't backing down from the Dumba hit or anything else. So they're they're not an easy uh, out for anybody. That's for certain. Brian, uh, enjoy your stay in L.A. Who knows? Maybe I'll uh, get fortuitous enough to bump into you while we're down there. Uh, that'd be great. we got to catch up for a breakfast or a lunch for sure. Maybe I'll see you at the game. All right, super. That is Brian Lawton, uh, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did a lot of media work over the years at the NHL Network. He started Octagon's player agency, and he's brought to you every Wednesday during the playoffs for a wow factor desserts. You can help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click on wowfactordesserts.com. We're going to bang off a couple texts. Oh, we got a trivia as well. The, the trivia winner for Pro-Am Sports. We'll get to that when we return on Oilers Now. 12.57, we did Oilers Game Day Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. We talked about the fact for a $50 GC that Gabe Velarde was coming back in the lineup. I've always liked him. Uh, he played for Windsor and won the Memorial Cup in 2017. And the question was, which former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach was the head coach of the Spits that year that they won the Memorial Cup? Brendan, the correct answer is? Rocky Thompson. And James knew that one first today. Nicely done, James. You win a $50 GC from Pro-Am Sports and Pro-Am Sports. 
Ca. All right, uh, Rocky, of course, currently an assistant with the Philadelphia Flyers. We talk about Brent Ridge Ford and their presence awards for customer satisfaction with full transparency, customer care after the purchase, but another big factor in their success, stability. Here's some legacy stats for you. Parts manager Ricky started in 1992. General manager Rich in 1994. They've had the same owner all the way since 1987. I can tell you from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. It is 128 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. David Staples, Cult of Hockey, when we return.